All right, it's six forty-eight p.m. Sunday, March nineteenth, twenty twenty-eight. Actually, I just realized a month from today is my birthday. Uh, I'm not a birthday guy, uh, especially in adulthood. I, I don't know. Call me Ebenezer Scrooge, but of birthdays. But I just look. It's nice that okay, you made it another year. That's that's nice. But uh, I, yeah, I just it, I don't I don't need to get into it. I just it's not a it's not a big deal for me. No surprise birthday parties for me, please. That's anyone who knows me. Not that I think there's any risk of that happening. But if you're thinking of doing it, please don't. And this is one of these things where I'm like, oh, I really want you to do this. So I'm just, I, I'm, this is not, I just happened to bring it up because I heard 19. I thought, oh, it's my, yeah, it's a month from today. So I've done an episode in uh, too long. And so that's why, like, I kept putting off doing a solo one. And I honestly didn't even try to get a guest for this week because I was like, oh, I'll just do a solo one. But then it, I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I need to get more of a regular schedule. I guess podcasting is like writing. You just have to, uh, even if you're not feeling it, you have to fake it till you, I don't know. It's like when you say it's writing where you sit down and write, even if you're you're not inspired, you just sit there and look at the blank page. I guess are you supposed to have the podcasting where I just turn the thing on and, okay, I'm just going to talk now. Uh, I don't know. I was in a bit of a funk, I guess. I don't know, but it's not like I need... I don't want this to just turn into me whining about my life, which is actually kind of what this podcast is in effect, especially when it's just me doing a solo episode. But I don't want it to be that. Um, I just, I got news this week about something I thought I might have had a shot at, but I didn't get it. And, uh, you know, I guess this ties into the birthday thing. We're like, God damn it, man, you're almost 50. And, yeah, but anyway, I don't, I don't want to whine about that. It just, it's, it, it would explain, I guess, why there was a couple days delay for the four of you. No, I'm not going to do that. <sighs> Look, it's like, I don't know, when you get rejected in this biz and it happens a lot, you just, I don't know, you wallow, I guess, for a while, but then you just say, okay, well, I got to keep doing this. But see, the problem I'm facing now, well, of my many problems, like I need, I wish I had the connections or I was enough of a people person where I became friends with every person I met or uh, I don't know, just was known. It's like you got to move to get on, like you got to tour to get more known, but it's like, you. it's hard to tour if you don't have those connections you get from touring, right? Like it's kind of a chicken egg thing, I guess. And I say this as somebody who honestly never in my life have I ever really honestly tried to tour a comedy. I'm pretty sheltered that way. I'm like, I've been around a little bit, but honestly, you'd be amazed the number of places in Canada I've never performed. I've never done comedy, aside from like a couple sets in Vancouver, like back in, I don't know, 2010 when I sucked. I have not done comedy in this country west of... Uh, London, Ontario. I don't know. I've never done comedy in the prairies at all. Uh, like I said, just a couple sets in BC. And like, yeah, you know, everywhere in Ontario, I guess. But because I've never gone north. I mean, the farthest north I've gone with comedy is Sudbury, which is not as far west as London. I, you know, because if a Trevor's pad without geography is not a Trevor's pad. This is episode 67. Wow, it's only taken me four minutes to mention that it is episode 67. 
of Trevor's Pad, the podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Thompson. And uh, this is a solo episode, as you've already... It's like, well, this is either a solo episode or he's really got a guest who's not into this and is just totally disengaged and they're just... They don't want to be here. So Trevor thought, you know what? I'm not even going to introduce this person. That's not happening um, right now, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I... I um, Because, like... It, it's been a while and I, I was like, ah, you know, and Sean Cooley, the producer of the show. Um, and every time I mention Sean Cooley, I got to mention Lorenzo Patino, Lorenzo, but, um, uh, you know, it was kind of like, not on my case, but like, Hey, you're going to do an episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I kept, you know, putting it off, putting it off. But now it's the point where like, I don't formally have really anything to talk about. So I'm like, okay, are you just going to turn on the mic and yammer away for a long enough period of time that people are going to find this interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming that everyone, you know, finds every irrelevant utterance that comes from my mouth to be really interesting. Right. But, uh, no, like I, I need to get on the road and I say on the road, I mean like outside my Ottawa, Montreal comfort bubble. I've said that before. Right. But it's like, I guess instead of like waiting for somebody else to like, you know, I mean, cause the, the problem Okay, I'm starting way too many sentences with the problem, but uh, like, I I don't know. I I you know, organizing something like that takes, like I said, connections and reaching out to people and being like social and like even the whole idea of like emailing people is kind of like, oh, you know, and that's why you know, like not getting Winnipeg Comedy Festival, for example, right? It's like the the reason why you want to do that festival, honestly, even doing the festival is kind of, I don't want to say secondary, but it's just, it's a credit, right? Because that's what people look at. They don't, that is the arbiter of whether you're funny or not. Whether it's true or not is not really, you know, that's for another episode, I guess. Again, don't want to turn into bitter guy, but uh, see, that's why I'm getting frustrated because I see people, I don't want to turn this into like a competition or ego fuck, you know, but like, I don't know. I, like, I see people, I'm like, I'm better than them and they're going places and I am not. And what do I do to fix this? Because like the status quo right now is me like, well, you know, I'm getting better and all the time and, you know, maybe something... Like I, it's like it's kind of like I'm. It's like buying lottery tickets, basically. I'm, it's it's. I mean, it only costs more money. I probably spend more on, on beer than someone would spend on lottery tickets. I don't think I've ever bought a lottery ticket in my life. Actually, maybe I should start doing that. That's that used to be my dad's like retirement plan. He would sit at the table and like exhaustively go on about all the things he was going to do with the money he got when, not if, when he won the lottery. And I just sit there. And I was like a teenager listening to this bullshit. I'm like. Oh my God, would you shut up? But, you know, he's angry volcanic dad, so I couldn't say that. I just sit there and like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a boat and uh, put some money aside so uh, you and your brother, for, yeah, well, you know, that didn't work out the whole school, th- but um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to dark places now. Uh, no, just saying that Winnipeg, is one of these things where like the festival is whatever one thing, right? But it's just getting that credit as the imprimatur of of whether or not you're good. Because like it's a lot easier to book yourself as like a guy touring around the country if you have that elusive, you know. Because for the amount of time I've been doing comedy, I don't know. Like 
Uh, I, I, I don't want to. Again, and that's why it ties back to why I don't like birthdays. Because like every birthday, you assess where you are in your life. And I know age is just a number and all that bullshit. But like, uh, I, like I'm obsessed with my age right now. I need to get over that. I can't stop thinking about the because like I just can't even. The idea that I'm like 50 years old is like, oh my god, 50. Like to me. You know, when I was 20, I mean, it's always been like this, right? But like when you're 25, you think 50 is ancient. Because especially back when I was a kid, 50-year-olds actually used to look like they were 75. But, you know, today, thanks to <clears throat> my regimen of clean living and eight hours of sleep every night, I uh, almost kind of look my age, I guess. I don't know. See, if I clean myself up and cut my hair and shaved i would definitely look a lot younger but i i I don't want to do that so here we are i just need to keep writing jokes and plugging along and going in the corners and winning the battles and giving 110 percent and all that bullshit you know stiff upper lip and chin up and i don't know i don't want to bitch too much my podcast uh but i guess again that's what they're for right i because I, I just, uh, there's nothing you can do about it, right? I mean, it's just like, you, I, I, the thing is, to, I set myself, and this was unreasonable, right? But I, I applied for the Juno Award and the Winnipeg submission. And for whatever reason, I was like, okay, one of these two things might work out for you. And I realized the odds, especially, you know, for the Junos, because I'm not on a record label, which I think matters, it seems, to, it seems to matter. I don't know. I don't know if I, whatever. Right? The, 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 I mean, you know, I can't compete with John Doerr. I mean, John Doerr is a legend. Um, another Ottawa boy, uh, but he's a guy who won. Uh, so anyway, I didn't get that nomination. I, I did get to spend $65, which as I joked on Facebook, uh, paid for maybe half a deli tray at the awards reception. Nonetheless, um, it was weird. They did it over two nights, but it was because it was like they did Saturday night and then they took Sunday off because it was opposite the Oscars and then they did Monday. Anyway, yeah. Good. June, the Junos. Yeah. Didn't they change the name of the Junos for a while? Did they go back or I don't know. Anyway, not Juno nominated. Juno submitted. Is that a credit? You think they'll book me across the country? Like I need an agent, I guess, really, but. I don't even know how the fuck you get one of those in this country. At least not in English. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I didn't get the June or whatever. And I thought, well, maybe there's always Winnipeg. You know, I just, I, I, get, I call it a pipe dream. But, like, I had the thing that's, you know, I had a really good uh, audition set, if you want to call it that. Like, uh, Sophie Hayes organized the taping. Uh at Biagio's Nottawa back in October and I had a great set like I I felt really good about it you know like the crowd was into it and I thought well okay well you know if this is and honestly that's only the second time I've ever submitted to the Winnipeg Comedy Festival which is pretty bad on my part like I submitted once I think three or four right before COVID and then I don't even I guess they didn't have it during COVID or maybe no they had it last year but I didn't submit to it last year I don't know why um but that's neither here nor there. But I just, for whatever reason, I was like, okay, well, maybe, 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 because it was a good set, you know, but again, the problem is, well, the problem is, you got to, it's become my new anyway. The problem is, no, got to stop, start. Um, 
the thing is, the problem is, the, okay, I need to work. If I ever want to be an actual radio person, I really need to clean that shit up. <clears throat> yeah, it's my next pipe dream. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, um, even though it's the only second time I submitted, I thought, well, you know, if it's not this year, because it, like you, like, like I was trying to say earlier, if you, it helped the connections you get from touring helps you tour. It's a, you, know, like, you have to do one, you know, it's like, well, you need to have experience, but how do you get experience? Well, by actually doing the job, right? Same kind of thing. Um, because like, I, I mean, I, I'm not even on the radar of any of these people who matter. Like I'm not in the Canadian comedy cool club, CCCC. I just, I, and I feel like the stink of Toronto just has, uh, l latched onto me in a way. I don't know. Maybe I just, cause like Toronto, I don't know. I've whined about Toronto and how Toronto was bad for me and wah, wah, wah a lot already, but I think I'm typecast by some people as this mediocre, shitty comic because that's how they saw me as when I was in Toronto. And I mean, I, you know, I kind of was, I guess, compared to now. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, uh, you know, Winnipeg Comedy Festival good now, but uh, I like I need a plan here. I need something to like, I can't keep getting by on crumbs um if i didn't have to pay a visa bill every month i'd be okay like i can cover my rent no problem every month for just comedy especially with satellite radio easily it's just just my visa bill it's because like i put stuff on my visa because i need to eat uh, if i were truly shameless i'd be one of these people who like uh Started like a goat, yeah, that's no, I've, I have too much pride. I will never, ever beg for money. I, I mean, it's bad enough I beg people to listen to my podcast. And I don't even really do that. I'm not very good at that. Which, again, to bring everything full circle is probably a reason why I'm uh, in the situation I am today. But, uh, yeah, I maybe this should be a little snippet episode. Remember, I remember when I was really in the podcasting groove uh, a while back where I had this brief, crazy, probably, I don't know, bipolar induced, uh, flight of fancy of, uh, I've never formally been diagnosed as bipolar for the record. Anyway, if you're an insurance company listening right now, uh, not that I have, do I have, I don't think I have any, I don't know. I mean, I don't have government, any, but that's, yeah. Um, no, uh, in, in sure, that was, that was, uh, I went off on a tangent there, but that happens. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I kind of lost my place there. I, this is where when you're doing the episode alone, it's like when you lose your place, like, yeah, you're fucked. I mean, I could pause and go back and listen to what I was saying, but I'm not gonna, it's, uh, that'd be, that would be silly. No, uh, I had this idea of like, well, I'm gonna do a, what if I just actually did an episode every day? You know, but I mean, if I kept it to 15 minutes like this, I guess I could. I mean, I'm only at 15 minutes right now and 30 seconds. And there's, I mean, I'm not going to do a preamble for this one. I mean, I could, it's been like so long since I've done an episode, particularly a solo one. I could go back and recount every show I've done low these past few days. But I mean, who, is anybody that interested in me? I mean, 
like it, like I, I've, you know, and I did the show and it went okay and I did the show and it didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I fuck. I don't even remember how half of them went now. Half of them. Well, let me see. I'm looking at my wall calendar. Right? Yeah, I was in Hudson last night. Uh, beautiful Hudson, Quebec. Uh, it was great. It was like a soft seat theater show. It was very classy. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience doing soft seat theater shows. I was talking with Dan Allaire, who was the host of the show from Cornwall. Um, uh, uh, we, we worked together a lot, and uh, uh, Dan was saying how um, it was his first time doing a soft seat theater show, but how like it's kind of, I've done a lot of those shows. I've done a couple, but like we have to wait for the laughter to kind of like it comes in waves. We have to like delay more because sometimes I get like I rush. Or I get like I go on to the next joke too quickly, and I had to catch myself last night a couple times, which ties into uh, this conundrum I'm facing in French comedy now, where like people keep saying to me, so somebody I know, Flo, who works at the Comedy Nest, uh, Florence, she just goes by Flo, Pernicou. So she came to see, she was in the area, she came to watch me do a set at the Bordel on Monday, my first set in French at the Bordel. And it went pretty well. Like, honestly, I, I don't know. I it just, I didn't close super strong. I think I don't need to break, break, breakdown of the set, but a couple times it's happened to me now where like, so like a couple weeks ago I did a show, uh, like a French show just not far from here, like on St. Denis and this guy from France, uh, um, who was watching like said to me, oh, you know, from what I could understand, you were really funny, but I could only understand about half of what you were saying. I was like, oh, okay. And then Flo said the same thing in effect where not... She's like, I couldn't understand everything you said. And she's French. I mean, the other guy from France was French too, but, you know, and I'm like, okay, because people have told me my French is getting noticeably better or smoother, I guess. But now it's like, I feel like it's too smooth in my head where I'm speaking. Cause like the thing is my brain is moving so quickly, right? In either official language, especially when I'm upstage, uh, up on stage, especially when I'm nervous uh, which, you know, when I'm doing French comedy, I'm just, I'm demonstrably more nervous and I'm already pretty nervous to begin with. Right. But like when I'm doing French comedy, it's, it's next level. It's, uh, it, yeah. It, it, so in my head, with my brain going so quickly, and this is why I need to start learning how to meditate, I guess. My brain is going so quickly that it doesn't even really seem to me in my head that I'm speaking that quickly. But like, I guess my French is, okay, it's getting more smooth or whatever, but it's not because problem is my accent is, you know, pretty weird and thick. And, um, so uh, like people legit can't understand what I'm saying, which is a big problem. If you're doing stand up comedy, it's like if people cannot, so I really need to work on slowing it down in French, I guess, which is, you know, again, you know, because this part of my plan here, whatever, is to make more money and start doing French comedy and like start making some money doing that. Like I can see that coming in the horizon, but it's a long way off. Like I've got a long way to go. It's not like I'm, you know, I don't know. Like I'm going to do five shows in French and all of a sudden I'm going to be on TV or something. I don't, I mean, that's, you know, the thing is that does kind of happen here apparently for some people. I don't know. It's, I've, I've met people in the French scene. It's incredible. Like they're just, they're like, yeah, I'm just a year or two in and they're already, they're doing it full time. Like it's their job. I'm like, that's impressive. It's taken me, 
I mean, however many years I've been doing comedy before I finally was like, okay, this is my job, even though I'm, ne- you know, whatever. I'm not going to complain anymore about my money situation right now. It's, you know, what, what, what am I going to do about it? Just podcast about it. Again, if I were shameless and more productive and had more of a work ethic, I'd uh, find out a way to make money from this, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, but that would rob it of its purity uh, or something like that. And, and I, I, I'm an artist. Not an artist. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just a guy who talks. Uh, so... Yeah, so tomorrow night I'm going to go um, do the open mic again, uh, hopefully, to, to try to get on at the uh, it's the first 10 who show up at Chic Regal and uh, work on some new French stuff and consciously make an effort to speak more slowly because it's a problem even in English. Tavis, I think I've talked about this before, has said that even in English sometimes, my first language, of which I have an excellent command usually – he says that I speak too quickly in English for people to understand. So if people in my own language have a hard time understanding me, imagine what it must be like if you're listening to some guy speak with the accent of a Belgian businessman. Is that the line? I was saying that as a line in French, and it, the first couple times I did it, it popped, and then it's hard. To, I guess it's just like regular comedy. I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what works and what doesn't. Because like the Amazon bit that I translate into French, if you know my act, it's uh, one of my stronger jokes in English. It usually does pretty well in English. I did it last night in Hudson. It got a good laugh uh, in Hudson. And so I, in the last month or so, I started doing it in French as well. I just translated it. I know I've already talked about this. But... Uh, like, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. But then, like, I closed with it at La Bordella on Monday. And, like, it kind of, I don't know if I just didn't sell it right or if I was rushing it because I was afraid that I, like, I shouldn't have done so much. I, I guess I crammed too because we only had five minutes, right? And, like, and it, it's a problem I face in the French scene too because I think it's an English and French thing. Like, I can be a slow starter because it takes, even the show I did last night, I did, it was 15 minutes and, uh, like the first couple minutes was like, okay, but they were kind of like feeling me out and that happens. But then like by, about three or four minutes in, like I was killing, like I'm, I, I was like, they were, you know, like it. So when you're only getting five minute sets for someone like me, that's kind of like, uh, can I get a couple more? But you know, that's, you gotta take what you can get and then you've got to keep working on it. And I, try to lose my accent i guess but i don't even i don't even know if that's doable i mean can you actually as an because the thing is i didn't really learn french till i was an adult i mean like i kind when i finished high school i yeah, i took french immersion for like four years and got my diploma for it but uh did i really feel bilingual not really i mean my french is a lot better now than it was back then for what it's worth so that's why I'm saying, like, I didn't, I don't feel like I really learned French till I was an adult. So that's why, like, I don't know how I could even lose my accent. I think the only way I could do it is, like, I have to go live in, like, somewhere where, like, nobody speaks English. And see, the thing is, like, everyone I interact with here outside, I always speak French. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I got to wrap this up now because uh, I've been talking too long. But I will do another one in a couple days. I will... Talk to you soon. This has been episode 67 of Trevor's Pad, the podcast. Sorry, I gotta 
wrap it up with you.